Our body nudges us. It gives us that little tap, 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 hey, pay attention to me. And if we don't listen, they morph into disease. Welcome to the Your Longevity Blueprint Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Gray. My number one goal with the show is to help you discover your personalized plan to build your dream health and live a longer, happier, truly healthier life. You're about to hear from Amy Carlson and Naomi Damask, and we're going to dive back into why consistently making a conscious effort to detox our bodies is so important. Now, while this is a repeat topic on the podcast, I promise we're going to share new information today. Let's get started. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Your Longevity Blueprint podcast. Today, I have back on the show, Amy Carlson. She was one of my first guests back in episode 10, where we discussed five pillars of a toxin-free lifestyle. She's the host of the Toxin Terminator podcast, a best-selling author and featured expert guest on numerous podcasts and summits. Amy has spent the last seven years removing hidden toxins from her own home to be free of chronic disease and has helped hundreds do the same. Through her podcast, she has had access to some of the top doctors, healers, experts, and industry leaders in the natural health and wellness field. Amy's passion is giving back to those who are still suffering, getting no relief from traditional medicine, and ready to take control by detoxing and cleansing their health and environment. Now, since the time that I interviewed her, she has joined with Naomi Damask, creating a Facebook group called Transforming Women's Health, which I'm going to let them share a little bit about. I was able to speak to their group last October 2020 for Breast Cancer Awareness Month on estrogen metabolism testing. So let me tell you a little bit about Naomi here. So Naomi is a certified wellness coach, wellness entrepreneur in the epigenetic, biohacking, and nutrigenomic sector of the wellness industry. She's the founder of the Vitamin C Party, a party that everybody needs to attend as it focuses on some of the most important aspects of wellness, community, connection, and conversation. Naomi's mission is to educate women around how to live a preventative lifestyle. She is now co-leading the group I mentioned, uh, Transforming Women's Health. Each month, she brings together an expert wellness speaker to address some of the most important information around women's health. She's also the co-host of the weekly podcast, Wellness Wednesday Worldwide, and is regularly featured on many podcasts. She's a mom to two active teenage daughters, serves on nonprofit boards, and enjoys living an active lifestyle of yoga, hiking, paddleboarding, and downhill skiing. So welcome to the show, Amy and Naomi. We're happy to be here. Anytime we can talk about women's health and helping women who might be struggling, that's a good day for me. (laughs) I I know. I'm so excited, Stephanie, just because I know these conversations are so important and people are really thirsty for this knowledge right now. I totally agree. So as your listeners likely remember, chapter five of my book, Your Longevity Blueprint, is all about toxins. So I'm going to remind you here, within that blueprint analogy, I'm comparing our laundry room, I'm sorry, I'm comparing the laundry room in the home to the gallbladder and liver in our bodies. You need a great washer and dryer in your home, as well as soap to do the good job of cleaning your clothes, cleaning up that dirty laundry so the pile doesn't keep burdening you and keep building up, right? The same is true for our bodies. Throughout our lifetime, we accumulate a large burden of toxins that can cause chronic disease. And today, we're going to talk more about about why that happens. Now, in March 2020, I launched five back-to-back episodes specifically with detox topics, which you may have listened to on liver cleansing, prolonged fasting, detoxing the home, infrared sauna use, and castor oil packs. So if those topics interest you and after listening today, if you want to know more about detoxing, please go back and listen to those episodes 41 through 45. 
I really don't think we could ever exhaust the topic of detoxification, though. We live in this toxic world, and I have two women on the show today who are very passionate about educating women specifically on ways to minimize their toxic burden. So this is a forever ongoing journey. We're going to continue talking about detoxification today. So with that being said, I'm going to stop talking and let these ladies start talking. I would like for them each to share their journeys back to health, and that involved a lot of detoxification. So I'd like for each of you to kind of share your journey. You bet. I'll go first because my story is pretty short, if that's okay (laughs) with you. So eight years ago, I was suffering from multiple chronic diseases. I actually was diagnosed in menopause at the age of 36, which is about 11 years sooner than the average woman gets into menopause. I had lots and lots of reproductive issues happening. And I was seeing all kinds of specialists spending all kinds of money trying to get everything figured out. And I really was hitting roadblocks everywhere I turned. I also suffered from migraines that took my vision on the left side. I had lost that vision on the left side, daily headaches that were happening in my life. So I was kind of a mess running through all of that stuff. And I accidentally through essential oils was introduced to this lifestyle of living more naturally. I put my trust and faith in the doctors and thought that, you know, if anything, they could heal me and they didn't. And when I learned about essential oils quite by accident, it really opened up this whole world to me of really trying to dig into the home and learning what was I using? What was the lifestyle that I had lived prior to that that was contributing to the things that I had going on in my body? And bit by bit, it all started changing around. I was able to complete my menopause journey with very little symptoms at all. I got my vision back. I do not have headaches or migraines anymore. And so for me, that was huge, you know, success in transforming my life. And quite honestly, when I got into this journey to finding out that the products that I was using inside my home were not safe made me angry. I was in the automotive industry and I worked there for 30 years and we are highly regulated. And so it never even crossed my mind that that other industries are not as regulated as we were. And I wanted to give it a voice. I wanted to go out and share exactly what it was that made the difference for me. And that was removing toxins from my home. So I'm, I'm grateful for this journey and grateful where it's, it's led me. And thus you became the toxin terminator. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and when I got into this, Stephanie, people were talking about eating, people were talking about exercise, but no one was talking about toxins. Yep, agreed. And and they still, I mean, we are today talking about toxins, but still 90% of conventional trained doctors don't even, it just, that doesn't even cross their mind to discuss with patients. So, yep. So hence Naomi's story. So Naomi, yeah, please share your story. So Stephanie, my life changed nine years ago when I was diagnosed with two invasive breast cancer tumors and I was in my thirties and cancer did not run necessarily in my genes per se. And that really just opened a whole new world to me because I was like, how am I getting cancer? I was active. I used to run marathons. You know, I was supposedly eating pretty clean. I thought I loved a healthy lifestyle And it really made me pause to wonder and look at my life. And I say this all the time, that I take ownership of my cancer. And I don't blame myself, but I do take ownership because now that I know better, I can look and put all the puzzle pieces together. It goes all the way back to high school. I look at, 
I was constantly having issues with, you know, heavy periods, cramping, all that. But the solution that was always given to me was like, well, we can put you on birth control. That was always the solution. And I was like, I don't want that. I don't want that. And it wasn't until college that after college, actually, that I did go on birth control, but that still wasn't solving my problems. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just look at that whole journey. I had Epstein-Barr virus in high school. You know, it's those different hidden toxins that Amy and I, we like to talk about. It's not just one area, but what I've learned is I've seen five oncologists over the past nine years and no one, no one and all these other doctors that I've talked to have ever talked to me about any of the things that I'm doing in my life. Which is so sad. And that would make me angry. Like Amy said, you know, you were angry, <laughs> but, but you have a good attitude, Naomi. You're not angry. You're taking ownership. <laughs> I, I am. And I, you know what? And I find this is to be a blessing because now I get to help so many women. I get to help them understand our body. And I always say it's so much more than diet and exercise. Mm-hmm. We have to look at our emotional toxins mm-hmm. as well. Those thoughts that we constantly are having those we also need to detox from just as much as learning about our body and how our body works. And we can't just say, I'm just going to look at this area. We have to look at like how you were using the analogy of the laundry room. We have to look at the whole house, right? Because it all works together. Right. And we really need to heal our bodies from the inside. And that's where it really starts to make sense is like you stop to think, oh, well, our bodies are made to detox. Like what you're saying, castor oil packs. I love using those. I talk about those all the time, all the simple things. And it's basically things that our great grandparents used to do that make sense to heal our bodies using food as our medicine. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's a beautiful thing that God gave us is our, our bodies and we were meant to heal, but we live in a toxic soup right now. So we have to take ownership. We have to do all that we can do to fight off the toxins. That's why we need, you know, a person like Amy in our world just all about those hidden toxins. And then I do love to talk about the detoxification pathways. Mm -hmm. I've ran a group on Facebook now for about four years about the lymphatic system. And the reason why I did it was to hold myself accountable, but also to bring awareness that this is an important system in our body that really helps with our immune system, but it's everything is linked together. Mm -hmm. We can't just separate one thing. We have to look at the body as a whole. And that's why what you do as a practitioner is so important Mm -hmm. with the functional medicine side of things. Yes. Well, I totally agree. A lot of my guests that I've had on the podcast say, when you know better, you do better, right? So we want listeners to know better. And that's what I want to talk about today. So thank you both for, for sharing your stories. Let's get into why toxins are a leading contributor to disease and inflammation. So I'll let you guys decide who wants to answer what question. What I'll just start asking them. That sounds great. When it comes to toxins, this is the thing is we are exposed to so many different toxins in, inside our home, outside our homes. And what happens is these toxins build up. It, you know, When we do our boot camp, I do this little visual where I have a picture. I have two pictures of water. And I ask my listeners, you know, okay, tell me what you do on a daily basis. And they start rattling off. Well, I I get up and I make coffee and I drop a little bit of food coloring in there because most coffee has toxins in it. And we just go about doing that. And then I say, okay, here's the, the clear water was nice, healthy cells. That's the healthy cells. And then once it comes, becomes colored, that's the toxins building up inside the cells of the body. 
And that leads to the inflammation in the cell and that leads to disease, right? So this is why toxins are so important. But then we, we talk about what are ways that we can get rid of toxins. And so we start scooping water out and we add more clear, you know, fresh water in Dilute. there. Dilute, yeah, the solution to pollution is dilution. What is that what they say? Yeah. <laughs> right, but it never gets clear again. It, you know, we can lighten it, but it never gets clear. And that's what I think we're missing when we talk about toxins with most people is that we're looking at things in the laundry room, things in the kitchen, you know, and which are good things, but we're not looking at the toxins that are actually building up in the cell. So when we do this exercise again, I talk to them about the five steps that are actually going to get rid of the toxins inside the cell. And when we do each five step, all of a sudden, we've got crystal clear water and nice, healthy cells. The people who have I've taken the toxins away from my personal care products, right? But I still have hormone resistance. I still have insulin resistance. I have weight loss resistance. I can't lose all that weight. It's because we still haven't got the toxins out of the cell. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I, I'm going to go off on a tangent real quick and then we'll come oh, back. But I have to say this because this episode will launch after I launch a lot of episodes with OBGYNs. I've interviewed, I don't know, six to 10 different OBGYNs who are all conventionally trained and now they're practicing more functional medicine. And many of them say, similar to my practice, they see women come in with weight loss resistance, right? Right. And yes, we can give them bioidentical natural hormones, right? We can optimize their hormones. That doesn't guarantee everyone's going to lose weight. So a lot of those women, when they hit menopause, right, they're doing nothing different other than their toxic burden has continued to grow. <laughs> yeah, right. They cannot lose weight. And so a lot of women don't want to hear it because they just want to come in and get a prescription for, you know, natural hormone replacement right. therapy. And there's a time and place for that. I prescribe a lot of that. But they don't want to hear that they're going to have to make some changes to get rid of the toxins so they can lose the weight. So I just wanted to, and all these OBGYNs had this overwhelming consensus. They all agreed. They all told me the same thing, that they think toxins are a huge contributor to, contributor to weight gain in that population. Right. Well, well, we also know that it's actually... Most genes, like for me, it's not cancer isn't the driver, the genes, it's actually lifestyle and environmental. And so that goes back to the toxins that we're exposed to. And some of them we can't control, some of them we can control. So I always say we got to do what we can control in the situation and the ones that we can't control. All right, well, then we need to make sure our body is really equipped to handle it. Like right. what we're saying, re repairing the cell membrane, like getting into that cell and learning about methylation. Like mm -hmm. I just actually did a talk today and that's what we're talking about tonight on our boot camp is the methylation of the cells and all those fun scientific things that we learned back in eighth grade that we never thought we'd really need to know about, right? right. Well, <laughs> we and here's the thing too. You know, your question was about why are toxins the leading driver? And I want our audience to understand, and maybe they've heard these numbers before, but since World War II, over 86,000 chemicals have been introduced into production in our world. And every single year, 15,000 more get added in. So the toxic load Yikes. is just yeah. getting bigger and bigger. And here's the, the scary part of this is that only 10 10 have actually been tested for neurotoxicity to our bodies. And there are zero tests that have been done that like if you use shampoo and body wash, what are those ingredients going to do in conjunction with each other? We're a big soupy 
experiment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, toxic soup experiment. So tell us, how would we know if we've been exposed to toxins? Clearly, which with the statistics you just shared, we are. But can you give us some examples and maybe things that you found through both of your journeys? Definitely. There's different signs. Our bodies are always giving us clues, like brain fog, what's going on with your skin. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times that was me. Like I knew something was happening because I was having acne and I really mm-hmm. didn't have acne as you know a teenager and also yeah. as an adult in your I'm 30s yeah, yeah. <laughs> more acne you know it's just the headaches for me was a big thing I suffered yeah. from migraines it's all clues that our yeah. bodies are giving us that we have an overload our mm-hmm. bucket is overflowing in our body right Digestive issues. You know, some of the very first symptoms of toxic burden on the body is a change in body odor. Mm-hmm. That, that is one of the very first clues that's going on with your body. So if you've got a change in body odor, even your feces, if your feces has a change in body odor, there's something going on and we need to start paying attention. Our body kind of nudges us. It gives us that little tap, tap, tap. Hey, pay attention to me. And if we don't listen, these symptoms that Naomi listed out and things like digestive issues as well, they morph into disease. You know, autoimmune diseases, they morph into diabetes, they morph into heart disease, yeah, yeah, heart disease, stroke, and cancer. You know, so when are we going to pay attention to the signals the body's giving us? A lot of people ignore them and they take it, they want the pill for the ill. Right. Until the pills no longer work. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's an easier solution. And that was the whole thing is when I was having the migraines, um, when I went to go see a doctor, his solution was, first of all, he just told me, lady, you're stressed. I ran my own business. I was a mom, you know, of a a new baby, a toddler. My husband was in grad school. Plus he traveled internationally for his business. And he just looked at me and was like, you're stressed. Here's a script. Take some drugs. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I, I don't do that. But like, what's going on? Never once did I connect the dots because I went to the doctor, Stephanie, for solutions. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's when I realized afterwards that I'm like, I need to use my story to educate people that you also have to be your own advocate and really understand like I'm having migraines. Well, linking them back now, they were hormonal. Right. And it was mm. because I was estrogen positive. Mm. Ah, it's frustrating again to think about at the time, but so glad you are where you are now. And we want to hear the end of your story eventually through this podcast, through your good news. Um, But let's go back to some toxins then. So what are some important toxins that the listeners should know that we really should be concentrating on removing from our lives? Well, we like to think that there's kind of the four amigos or the four worst offenders of toxins. So we've got mold, you know, is a big one that a lot of people don't realize all the different areas of exposure that we have for mold. We have heavy metals and we talk about heavy metals. Well, we'll get into that. We've got heavy metals. We have mold. We have hidden infections. And we'll talk more about those. And then we have general toxicity. And this is your environmental toxins, the things that you're using inside the home. Sure. So personal care products and then also cleaning products, whatnot. Right. And cookware. Cookware is a big one. EMF. You know, inside the home, there's all kinds of, you know, it could be building materials. It could be, um, you know, all the VOCs that happen inside that home. So there's lots of different toxins. And of course, we don't want to be overwhelming and we don't want people to think, oh my gosh, you know, (laughs) I, I can't live inside my home. There's certainly things that we can do and we just start somewhere. 
You know, Naomi likes to say it's uh, it's all those little one percents that are going to add up to a hundred percent, right? It and, does. Yeah. And, and like Amy was saying, we will start to do better by buying organic foods, but then I'll watch people still cook their foods either in the microwave or storing them with plastic and not in glass or cooking with Teflon versus like, okay, well, those are all chemicals, right? What are we doing? You know, heating our food up in the microwave. What are we really doing to that food? Are we even actually killing off the bacteria? Because there is going to be some bacteria in your your foods. Right, right. And so it's That's okay. all those That's little okay. yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right. We want. Yeah, yeah. We, our body needs actually. Yes. When we're in a good homeostasis, we can fight off those right. bacteria. But it's like, what can we do? What can we control? And we're not saying go do everything at once. But it's like, all right, you ran out of laundry soap. Let's replace it. Right. something, a better choice. Just make the small steps. And like you said, they, they certainly add up. So I have to ask here, what's your favorite cookware or what's your favorite swap you've made in the kitchen? You can drop some brands here. <laughs> okay. So I know for me, there's two things that I have done. Uh, well, three things that are like big for me. Number one, I, I use stainless steel cookware. I don't use anything with the nonstick coating on it. And actually I have, I have stainless steel cookware that is probably 50 years old. You know, it's been around a long, long time and yeah. it's Royal Prestige. I think they call yeah. it something else now and it lasts forever. Secondly, I use zero plastic. A couple of the things that I have done is I use glass. What about plastic lids? Do you have plastic lids on your? Some of them do have plastic lids. You know, they snap onto the the, the base, but a lot of mason jars too. So there's no plastic involved with that at all. Some products I'll store in stainless steel containers, especially when you've got little ones. You know, you've got yeah, little, yeah. little Williams. So little stainless steel containers would be great. And then the other thing too is um, I use reusable silicone bags rather than the plastic Ziploc bags. These are, you wash them and reuse them. Good tips. Stasher bags or what are those? What's that brand? Stasher bags. Stasher or Stasher? Yeah, I know what you're referring to. (laughs) Right. I got mine are Cuisinart. um, Yeah, yeah. I've gifted some of those to the staff in past years for Christmas because I did find them useful and I want them to make these safe swaps as well. And, you know, my son is now, well, by the time this episode airs, he will have been in school for a while, but he's just kind of preparing to go to school. And so I thought, okay, I got to find him a non-toxic lunchbox. And a lot of my friends have these planet boxes. They're, uh, you know, I think they're stainless steel. Yeah. So, you know, my husband's like, this looks kind of weird. This is kind of funky looking. But, <laughs> but I said, he's not going with the plastic one. I can tell you that. So, <laughs> so I right. ordered this little lunchbox and it does have little stainless steel containers inside for his dips or, or whatnot. So, uh, you know, I have to now be thinking of what can I do for my son so that he from the beginning can start with, you know, a, a low toxic burden and hopefully his won't accumulate at the right minded. So those are great tips. I, I love those. I agree with those. Naomi, you probably are, we're going to say the same thing. You have any other? <laughs> I was going to say I use similar like my stainless steel pots and pans. I I actually got from my mom, mm-hmm. so use those. I use no nonstick cast iron. Mm-hmm. I cook a lot on cast iron as well. Yep. 
glass. That was the other thing I replaced. For the most part, I have all glass. My husband still likes his, you know, once in a while having some plastic still there. And I'm like, fine. But then for the my girls, similar to you, Stephanie, I went ahead and there's a line, it's an online website called Mighty Nest. Yeah, you're a told great me about that. place. Yeah. Yes. And that's where I went and got all the, like the stainless steel reusable containers. And they weren't cheap, I will say that. But guess what? My my daughter is now both of them are about to be in high school and I've had them since preschool. So it was a good investment. And then I have reusable, a lot of them, I have reusable cloth bags as well that I use for their food. Some of them have like a, they're a French brand. So they have more of like a, almost like a beeswax lining in Mm -hmm. the inside of them as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I use those, we use reusable water bottles. I will save glass jars. I use a lot of mason jars as well. That's where I tell people, you don't have to spend the money. If you're buying even spaghetti jars or something that's in a glass jar, save those jars. Manny's jars. Yes, we, we have so many choices now. I will use, like, I love kombucha. So if I buy a kombucha bottle, I will reuse those and I now use those to drink out of. I'll use it to make homemade salad dressings in them. I'm big about repurposing. Yeah, I feel like my generation, my grandma saved everything, right? (laughs) She was always repurposing something. (laughs) Right. And my generation hasn't always done that. We just throw away and buy new. No, we need to be thinking of repurposing things. So I love that. So what are the specific tests that you recommend, and I may chime in here with my opinion on some of these too, but tell me what are the specific tests that you recommend to your clients to help them evaluate their toxicities, maybe in regards to molds, metals, infections, the things that you were just mentioning? So I'm a certified toxicity and detox specialist. There are a couple of tests that I can do within that scope and and realm. Two of the tests that I can do are, one is called a neurotoxicity questionnaire. So it is simply a questionnaire, but it gives us a high level view for someone just coming in that we can, uh, we can identify, do we have biotoxins? Do we have heavy metals? Do we have some general toxicity? It's divided into categories and I can see where some areas of exposure might be and can lead to a next step. So screening, a a big comprehensive screening. Exactly. And then the next test that I can do is a VCS test. It's a visual contrast sensitivity test. And that can really identify um, mold, heavy metals, toxin, general toxicity exposures that we have through that contrast test that we take. From there, usually I'll go one or the other. It will lead me into, do they need to see somebody like you, Dr. Gray, that we need to do a mycotoxin test. There's tests that we can do via blood, via urine, via hair that, you know, can really dive in deep when we have that snapshot view. So I always tell people, start with the least invasive first. And take a look at that. And then from there, it's going to guide us onto where we need to go. I totally agree. The visual contrast sensitivity is really cheap test. I think it's like 10, 15 bucks to do online. And that's essentially looking at if your body, if the circulation to the back of your eye, where your ability to detect contrast is, has been compromised from biotoxin illnesses, things like Lyme and mold and whatnot. So it's a really helpful screening. I started doing a lot of those in my practice when I first started learning about this. And then patients that, you know, through the months and years later that have retested, we see a lot of improvement. So it's really encouraging for them to see that improvement. So I totally agree. I think those are, those are great tests. Do you want to add anything, Naomi? I was just going to say, Dr. Gray, I just think it's so important for us to test and not be guessing because that's the whole thing is if you can just go ahead, you're going to end up spending more money 
by keep guessing and guessing versus just spend the money, get the testing done. I also am a big believer, and I know you offer this test, Dr. Gray, is the Dutch test. Mm -hmm. For myself, I look at the fact that nine years out, I've never, ever been offered this test, suggested this test, Mm -hmm. yet my cancer was Mm estrogen-driven that I've just am baffled. And that will tell you a lot of things. It's going to give you clues on to what's going on in your body and then also your gut your gut. And also if you're just wanting your homocene, like just to see your blood panel, mm-hmm. normal blood panel as well. And last thing is to test your genetic SNPs because then you'll have a better understanding. If you are MTHFR, you're going to understand your methylation and why you need to be doing the certain things for yourself, because that all has to go back to detoxification. And so for me, I now know I have two markers with MTHFR. Sure. I want to comment on so much of what you both just said, because to the listeners, this can be very overwhelming because I think a lot of us are now aware, okay, I need to maybe purchase safer personal care products, right? But then we don't think, oh my gosh, I could have environmental exposures like in the air I'm breathing in my home like (laughs) to mold whatnot. So there are tests that functional medicine practitioners like myself can run. I run a urine mycotoxin test on patients all the time. And many times, even patients with heavy bleeding, right back to Naomi, some of the challenges you had have had sometimes heavy bleeding is from higher estrogen from certain molds, right? That can literally mimic estrogen in the body. Mold can cause not just respiratory symptoms. It can cause a slew of symptoms through the entire body. But I will say brain fog is one of the top symptoms of mold. A lot of my patients who come to me taking Adderall or taking stimulants were able to discover what was, you know, stressing the body, (laughs) compromising their ability to make neurotransmitters. Many times that's been mold. And I've been able to get patients off meds like Adderall. So we can test for mold. We can test for heavy metals. I will say I commonly see high lead. I commonly see high cadmium, especially in smokers. I can tell if someone smokes just by running a nutritional evaluation on them. Sometimes we'll see aluminum. Well, you know, there there are other metals that we can see. Aluminum can come from deodorant back to personal care products. So there are a lot of just screenings, just like you're saying, you can offer patients a screening questionnaire that can then increase the suspicion of toxic burden. And then you can go to your functional medicine practitioner to have them run a more comprehensive analysis. Chapter eight of my book is all about infection. So I talk about viruses and and I put mold and, and, and lime in that category as well. And then chapter six is all about hormones where I talk a little bit about estrogen metabolism and the Dutch testing that Naomi's alluding to. I have an entire episode on, I don't know what episode it was, but it was last fall in October with the, the director of precision analytical, Carrie Jones. So that that episode is literally called estrogen metabolism testing. And if you have had endometriosis, fibroids, cysts, breast cancer, whatnot, highly encourage you to listen to that episode. So what Naomi is saying is that she has had, uh, she has detected that she has some genetic variants that have set her up for poor estrogen methylation. We'll just say poor estrogen detoxification, right? She never knew that. Her doctors never tested her. She finally has had testing done, which has discovered some of that. And there are nutritional interventions she now has the power to, you know, initiate that can improve her methylation, improve her detoxification of estrogen. So I couldn't agree more having a hormone clinic looking at at hormone metabolism in the Dutch test and looking at genetics can help providers like myself put the pieces of the puzzle together that patients are looking for. So I agree it's 
you, you save money by just doing the test versus guessing because otherwise we just don't know. Do you need B vitamins or not? Right. Let's let's do the test and, and figure that out. I was just going to say when you were talking about hidden infections, you mentioned Lyme and a couple other things, but we also need to be looking at our oral health That's when we're talking about hidden infections. If you are somebody who has had um, wisdom teeth pulled, if you've had tooth extracts, if you've had root canals, it's very highly likely that you could have pockets you know, going on that bacteria has developed inside there, has gotten into the bloodstream, and this is what we call a hidden infection. And many times they can take up to 20 plus years to really uh, surface within the body. And the testing that can be done with this is, is really just a good oral dental exam. Going to your dentist and having them do a, a good look inside the mouth to be able to see what is happening inside the mouth. But that is a really big source of a lot of hidden infections is our mouth. It's the time of year where many of my patients are feeling the motivation to detox, cleanse, reset, whatever you want to call it. After the year we've had in 2020, I think we all could use some renewal in our lives. Of course, one of the most common resolutions at the start of the new year is to focus on exercise and clean eating. But I'm going to be honest, you likely need more than that if you're looking to truly build optimal health. You likely change the furnace filters in your home regularly and in your car, you probably pay close attention to scheduling oil changes. In both your car and your home, this regular maintenance removes gunk that keeps those systems from operating at their best and even breaking down over time. Have you ever thought about the gunk that accumulates in your body? That gunk often takes the form of toxins that accumulate over time. Can you believe that each year the average person is exposed to 14 pounds of pesticides, herbicides, food additives, and preservatives? That's about the equivalent of a bowling ball of toxins. Just like your home and your car, regular maintenance is required to restore your body's ability to cleanse itself and eliminate these toxins to keep you operating at your best and prevent long-term damage. You might know that your liver is responsible for filtering toxins from your system, and you can think about this as a glass of water. If you keep on pouring in the water, the glass will eventually get full and overflow. Similarly, over your lifetime, your liver may accumulate a large amount of toxins and need assistance clearing them out. When it comes to supporting your liver, consider a strategically designed, researched, structured liver cleanse program to help with phase one and phase two detox pathways. You need a program with ingredients like beet, artichoke, dandelion, milk thistle, and alpha lipoic acid, all of which help your liver and gallbladder purge toxins, and then a fiber protein powder to bind the toxins so that you can eliminate them. In my practice, I recommend the Core Restore program. The kit comes with day-by-day -day instructions, making it very clear and easy to understand how to change your lifestyle, what to eat, and which supplements to take. Staying healthy can be difficult, but straightforward, easy-to-follow cleanses like the Core Restore program can help you get back on track and pilot you into better behaviors moving forward in 2021. Please don't start this program if you have active gallstones or diabetes without consulting with your medical provider, and this is not for those who are pregnant or nursing. I know from personal experience, this type of program will help you feel better, lose weight, release stored toxins, and benefit your entire body. Check out more product information on our website, yourlongevityblueprint.com, and use code LIVERDETOX for 10% off either the chocolate or vanilla Core Restore programs. Now, let's get back to the show. 
So I totally agree. So what she's saying is a lot of bacteria can get trapped and you can have what's called a cavitation. And I will say, I would highly encourage you to see a holistic environmental dentist who is more trained in detecting these sort of issues because there are a lot of times, just like Naomi, how you went to your doctor and, you know, they, they couldn't offer you much other than birth control. A lot of patients go to their dentist and they're left saying, you're fine. Everything's fine. They're, they're just, they're not trained as a detective to look for these problems. So I do think, I agree, I, I send patients to dentists who use ozone to really totally clean out the mouth, get rid of those cavitations. You have a good point there, which also made me want to mention to the listeners, another hidden infection is yeast. <laughs> when you were talking about the oral cavity, I had a patient yesterday who came in with extreme bloating, extreme bloating. She's been to, you know, see her, her GI several times. They've scoped her every possible way, recommended every medication in the book. And all I had to do was look at her tongue to tell her she was yeasty. I mean, she had big white furry tongue, right? That's not normal. So all the antibiotics she had taken for acne for various reasons likely had led to this yeast. I'm sure that's only, I've seen her once. I'm sure that's only part of my discovery with her you know, on her journey to health. But I could just tell by looking at her tongue that her gut health was not optimal based on her oral health. So if your doctor's never looked in your mouth and never commented on anything, find a doctor that's going to do a more thorough physical examination on you. And look at your silver fillings. If you still have silver fillings inside your mouth, get them out. That mercury toxicity that's happening inside your mouth is really affecting the body in many, many different ways. Um, they did a study in Germany where they had 17,000 people with silver fillings and they tested their saliva. They had them not chew at all and tested how much mercury was in their saliva. Then they had them chew and tested the mercury levels in their saliva. Then they had them chew gum. Okay. That's a eye-opening. <laughs> and, and, and test the mercury level. So the FDA says a safe mercury level is like 0.4 micro, is it MCGs? It's mm micrograms per day of, of exposure is what you can have at a safe level. Just not even chewing, it was 11.4 micrograms. When they chewed, it was 38 point something, 38.9, I believe. And then when they were chewing gum repeatedly over and over again, those levels went anywhere from 10 times to 100 times higher than the 38.9. Wow. wow. So essentially, you're exposing yourself to mercury vapors with every single chew. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not even just having them in your mouth, but chewing made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> Dentists will right now put sealants on your teeth, especially at kids. They'll be like, oh, they're starting to form a cavity. Let's put a sealant on it. That is also a big no-no. It's literally trapping that in. It's also a lot of those sealants are made with BPA. Mm -hmm. So it's now an, also another toxin putting into your mouth. And I know for a fact, I need to go do a bunch of dental work. I haven't found a holistic dentist, but I have a root canal and it just happens to be on the same side as where both my breast tumors were. Interesting. There's a website and we can share it for the show notes. There's websites where you can find holistic dentists. Yes, absolutely. I, I interviewed one. I have another one coming on the show. And so I, if you just Google, I can't remember what the association of it's something like environmental. The International Academy of Oral Medicine. International Academy so of Oral IA. Medicine. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. All right. I'll, I'll bring us back to these, these questions. <laughs> We're having fun here. So tell us what the detox funnel is. Is this something that you kind of made up? 
Tell us about the detox funnel. The detoxification like pathway and funnels, there's companies out there that are talking about it more and more now that are sort of specializing in this area, but we really have to look at the different layers and really you want to first basically make sure the bottom of the funnel is functioning properly, which would be your colon. Makes sense. You got to poop to eliminate toxins. Yes. Yes. And if that's not working, if you start trying to work on something else, it's not going to make a difference. We have to be eliminating there and then going to the next layer, which is going to be the bile, the liver, the kidneys, addressing the skin, mm-hmm. addressing those layers of the detoxification pathways and making sure, like we're saying how the liver, that is so important. And the liver right now is our major detoxification organ, yet it's being taxed mm-hmm. nonstop. They're saying the fatty liver disease, I think it's by like 2025, it's going to be like the, the, the number one disease that's out there. And it's not associated with alcohol. It's literally because we are so full of toxins and we're not helping our bodies lighten the toxin load. And the more toxins we're exposed to, the more nutrients we need to help us detox from the toxins. Exactly. So it's a vicious cycle. It's Mm -hmm. a cycle that we're not getting off of and we just keep spinning around. So then the next layer in the funnel is going to be the lymphatic system and addressing the lymphatic system and making sure that we are, you know, we are sweating every day. You talk a lot about using a sauna. I think I saw you last night posting something (laughs) about your sauna, Dr. Gray. That is a great way to Mm -hmm. get toxins out of our bodies is through our sweating. We can do like, I like to do my rebounder, jumping on a little mini trampoline or bouncing up and down. You can sit on a big yoga ball to bounce. You can jump rope, but it's that up down motion because our lymphatic system is not associated with an organ. So we actually physically have to, like a pumping organ, we actually have to physically move our lymphatic system. Dry brushing is another great way. Hot, cold showers are an excellent way as well to help the lymphatic system move. And the lymphatic system is our sewer system. Mm-hmm. It's there to take out the garbage in our body. And then they've discovered that the brain actually has its own set of lymphatic system, the glymphatic system. And that's why sleep is so important because that is when that part of your body is actually into detox is during the sleep process. Totally agree. And then on the next layer after that, we have the cells and the tissues. Mm -hmm. So it's just all the different layers of our detoxification pathways in our body and looking at all of them and how they all work together, but making sure that we're clearing them out in order. So that way we can eliminate the toxins properly. Mm -hmm. And again, most conventional docs don't talk about any of this with their patients. <laughs> oh, no. Um, we talk about <laughs> poop all the time. And <laughs> and people are like, what? I'm like, it tells you so much, you know? I'm like, you know, my teenage daughters die when they see my social media <laughs> because they're like, mom, can you please not post stuff like that? And I'm like, listen, your friends someday are going to come back and be like, oh, your you know what? Mrs. Tomasi used to post yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I will tell the girls, it tells you clues. It tells you so Mm -hmm. much. And when was the last time that you went to a doctor that they asked you any of those questions? Right. Like, how is your stool? What do your feces look like? I mean, we talk about when we have babies, we go through these birthing classes and they teach you to look at the stools then. But as adults, we are like, Ooh, I don't want to talk about this, but it's natural. Everyone poops. (laughs) Yeah. You poop or you die. Like you, you literally have to poop. (laughs) Um, 
Right, I want to go back to right. the hot, cold showers. Do you do those, Naomi? Is that something that you, can you talk a little bit about that to our listeners? I do. Um, or, or, or Amy, yeah. So the hot, cold showers are really great because they're basically going to stimulate your blood vessels. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to, like you're opening and closing things. Mm-hmm. By ending your shower in the cold shower, you are just, you're helping the lymphatic, you're helping your brain. You, it's like a whole immune, immune system. Mm-hmm. The fat cells as well, the visceral fat, it helps target that as well. So if anything, that might motivate some people. I know I had a girlfriend, she's like, I don't care about anything else, but if I can lose weight by taking a cold shower, <laughs> sign me up. Um, you'll sleep better. I mean, the laundry list is long, but you stop to think about like, what do some of these countries, like people in Finland, they are known for doing their saunas and then mm-hmm. jumping outside in the cold and going back and forth. Polar dips. The polar dips. Winhoff right now, that gentleman, he has healed himself mm-hmm. through so many illnesses besides like just teaching people how to breathe properly. That's the other thing is mentally, you have to really work on your breath work when you're standing mm-hmm. under there in a cold shower. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while, you know, Dr. Gray, I'm like, oh my word, I don't want to do this. But then I also think, all right, I run a lymphatic group. And now that we're running these boot camps, I can't be telling people to do these things if I'm not willing to do it myself. Right. And living here and, you know, we're, we're both in the mid, all of us are in the Midwest, mm-hmm. you know, especially in the dead of winter. The last thing I want to be doing is taking a cold shower. But I will tell you, I always feel so much better. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like the dry brushing. Once you start creating a habit, and that's what all of it is. It's creating healthy habits. Mm-hmm. We all have habits. Either they're good, bad habits or they're bad habits, but it's a habit. And so I now just have a habit of like, all right, here we go. And maybe some days it's only like 30 seconds of the cold shower, but it's 30 seconds and it's so much more. And like Amy was saying, I love to talk about those 1%. Mm-hmm. All that adds up to 100%. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome. I want to, I know we're getting towards the end of our time here, but I quickly would like if one of you is comfortable to go over dry brushing. Could you tell our, I haven't had anyone talk about dry brushing on the show yet. Could you briefly just kind of tell us what your routine is for that? So one of the things that a lot of people don't know about dry brushing is we want to clear what is closest to our heart first and then move out on the body. So the the tendency, and I did this, Naomi did this, we started down on our feet and we would dry brush always moving up towards the heart, but we really want to clear all that stuff up close. So we want to start like on the upper part of our arm going towards our heart and then go down for the full, you know, strokes. I usually do seven strokes per area is what I do, making sure that I'm on the front of the arm, the back of the arm, under the arm. And I always start with the arms first. Uh, and the neck, mm-hmm. I do the neck, you know, so down. Uh, coming down, okay. yep. Yep. yep, go down. So everything is going down towards that heart, right? Then I do the stomach area and I start on one side and go up. Do you have a particular way that you I, like to I go? I do clockwise. So clockwise. Make, making the top of your clock, the top of your stomach yep. and go clockwise. So same, I do the same thing as what Amy starts close mm-hmm. and a long strokes. You don't want to go back and forth. No, you want to just go one direction up towards your heart. So moving that and then also making sure that you're paying attention to like the inner part, almost like where your pants seam would be on your legs, making sure that we pay attention to that as well and really working that. Um, And I probably do maybe 10 strokes at a time or so. I don't, I don't get caught up and just, and I pay attention to a lot on my armpits as well. So my armpits, my neck, especially with women, I just tell people we live in a society now that we love our spandex. (laughs) 
and tight, tight. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we love our bras and all that is doing damage to our lymphatic system. Mm-hmm. So we need to, when we're at home, ditch the bra, make sure your bras do not have underwires in them as well, because that is where all of our lymph nodes are really under our armpits. They're there and our neck and our scoring area. I get asked all the time, what's one product that I just can't live without when it comes to maintaining my own health and longevity? And my answer is something you've actually heard me mention on several episodes. It's called mitochondrial complex, and it's pretty much the Cadillac of multivitamins. And it's packed with antioxidants, including three key players, acetyl-L-carnitine, alpha-lipoic acid, and N-acetylcysteine. Think of a steam engine that requires coal to be continually shoveled into the furnace to power the train forward. Acetyl-L-carnitine does that for your body by shoveling short-chain fatty acids into your cells to provide your body with energy. This is an absolutely essential task to keeping you running. However, what's a byproduct of fire? You guessed it, smoke. Unfortunately, in this analogy, smoke from fire equals free radicals. To combat those free radicals, other antioxidants are needed, and that's where alpha-lipoic acid and N-acetylcysteine come in. Together, they scavenge free radicals and help boost and recharge glutathione, the most potent antioxidant in the body. To top it off, mitochondrial complex also contains a little bit of green tea extract, broccoli seed extract with sulforaphane, and even resveratrol. Research has shown that when athletes and individuals that are under stress begin taking this product, they are less likely to get sick, as they're giving their body what it needs to conquer those stressors. Who doesn't need protection from stress and cellular damage at this time? I certainly do. I take this product every day. If you're interested in learning more about how mitochondrial complex can help support you living a longer, healthier life, check out my blog post on why antioxidants are important found at yourlongevityblueprint.com forward slash why dash antioxidants dash are dash important or in chapter four of my book, Your Longevity Blueprint. To get 10% off our mitochondrial complex, just use code energy when checking out at yourlongevityblueprint.com. Now let's get back to the show. Yep. I like looking in the summer when my patients are wearing tank tops, whatnot. I like looking to see if I can actually see their clavicle, right? If I can't, and they're just all puffy here, then I can tell, okay, we need to work on the lymphatics with that patient, right? So I, I want to be able to see, not feel putty, but I want to be able to see those uh, see those bones. So that's something, at least in the summer months, that's, again, kind of part of my physical examination with patients. Thank you for sharing that. So back to the detox funnel here. How can we best support all of those pathways? You clearly already shared some ways, even with dry brushing, but maybe tell us between foods and supplements, like how can we support all of those pathways in the detox funnel? So when we talk about foods, for instance, I mean, you know, Naomi talked about the sweating, the breathing. I want to talk about breathing. Our deep breath, I've seen graphics and I haven't put it back to an actual science-based definition, but like 70% of our toxins are released through deep breath. I've seen the statistic in numerous times in numerous places. Um, I'm not touting the validity of it, but we do release a lot through our breath through our lungs. So don't forget about deep breathing. And I just like to do where I breathe in for four seconds, I hold it up at the top for four seconds, and then I'm releasing for seven seconds. And I do that maybe, it just depends. Because you want to blow the old air out. Make noise when you're doing it, you know, just in through the nose, hold it for four seconds, and then 
I mean, give it, it even you can give it a ha or a ho or give it a noise when you're blowing out. But um, that's such good, good things to do, not only for releasing toxins out of the blood, but it's also releasing stress. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a huge uh, attribute to releasing that stress. The body doesn't know what type of stress it is. No. They just know it's cellular stress to our body. Right. So if it's emotional stress, physical stress, it's just stress to us. Mm-hmm. I always talk about taking mindful breaks because a lot of times people say, oh, I can't meditate. I don't know how to meditate. But I'm like, I bet you could take a mindful break and I bet we can find 10 minutes a day to do this. Mm-hmm. And one of my tricks is right when you wake up in the morning, you're laying in bed. Let's just do a couple deep breathing right then and there. Mm-hmm. There's a couple minutes right there. Then at lunchtime, take five minutes at lunchtime, do some deep breathing. I like to do a visual of breathing from the tip of my toes to the top of my head and then blowing it all out as well. Mm-hmm. So, cause sometimes people just need that visual evening time. I also do right in bed. Mm-hmm. I lay on my acupressure mat and I do it then. Another great thing when you're doing that deep breath work just for mindfulness is to think about I'm breathing in love Mm -hmm. and I'm releasing anger. I'm breathing in happiness and I'm releasing sad. You know, think about what can you be, you know, breathing life into yourself Mm -hmm. and releasing that that does not serve you anymore. And if you really want to get fancy... (laughs) If you really want to get fancy, Dr. Gray, is you can start to do nostril breathing where you literally hold one side of your nose. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to help stimulate for the brain. But I also heard, and I don't know if this is true or not. I I learned this from my girlfriend who was going through some fertility stuff. And it was actually her fertility doctor was telling her to start to do this, which I don't understand the science behind it, but she swears by it because she started doing that. And shortly after that, they did finally get pregnant. So that's awesome. It's funny you say that I was reaching for it's hard. Well, listeners, they wouldn't see this. But if you've seen me on video, I'm literally surrounded by books like this entire side that you can't see over here, like tons of books. I'm literally just surrounded by books. I I read books constantly. And all of what you're saying, I don't know if you guys have read James Nestor's book. Newer mm, release, oh, but I've heard of it. Super good. He talks about the nostril breathing one side and then the other. I mean, he, he mentions all the different types of, of uh, d- like deep breathing exercises. Super good book. He talks a lot about the importance of seeing a holistic environmental dentist to help expand the, we'll just say the maxillary, like the expand your mouth because our mouths have been kind of shrinking, which is why we have so much sinusitis and sleep apnea and, and whatnot. Really good book. Highly recommend you guys do that. But I was bringing that up because when you were saying, you you know, you need to breathe out. So you were saying, you know, breathe in for four, hold and then breathe out. He talked a lot in that book about how important it is to breathe less, meaning slower, basically. We're all so stressed. We're, you know, we're breathing in and in and in and we're not getting the out. So we literally... Shallow breathing. Shallow breathing. We literally need to stop and exhale the old, stale, nasty air. And I know that's why the exhale is usually longer than the inhale, right? We really need that long exhale. So if you're listening, just remember long exhale below that old stagnant air out, just super important. Packing so many good pearls in here, it's hard for me to remember. Keep them all straight. Okay, so any other uh, input you have on supporting detox pathways through foods or supplements? Do you want to mention some favorite supplements you guys have have taken or recommend? 
you know, I don't know about detox and supplements. You know, Naomi and I both work under the pretense that we want you to do things within your environment and we want you eating, letting food be thy medicine. And we understand that some people's physical condition is such that they've got to supplement until the food can take over for that. But we teach a lot about, you know, dark leafy greens, beets, carrots, you know, grass-fed, grass-finished meats, uh, making sure that we're eating organic foods making sure that it's whole foods. It's not anything coming out of a package or, you know, that's got a laundry list of ingredients in it. We believe fruit, it can be very, very good for you. Strawberries, oranges, uh, blueberries, all very, very good. Apples. Because we really need to eat a wide variety of foods, Dr. Gray, but also we need to be looking at healthy fats. Yes. For our hormones and for our brain, but also lots of fiber, you know, a amount of fiber. That is also missing in our diet these days. And then I do, you know, I like to use, there's a certain amount of things I think we need. Like I use activators because I want to increase naturally production of my glutathione levels. Right. So I do these things, a really good omega-3, I think is really important because we need that for the cell membrane of our cells. And right now we get way too many omega-6s and the ratios of omega-6s to the omega-3s are off. And so making sure that you're doing that. And most people are not probably eating all the foods that we need to be eating to support our bodies. Right. I was going to say, making mitochondria is another, you know, the activators are good for the glutathione, but we also have to make the mitochondria so that the cells have the energy to do what they're supposed to do. And CoQ10 is a great supplement to help your body make those factories and get the fuel inside those cells. Totally agreed. Yeah, we need we need fuel for our bodies to have energy. We need the fuel for the detox pathways to work. And sometimes patients need additional supplements. So we already mentioned actually foods like beets. I would say I also recommend to many patients artichokes, um, cilantro, garlic, onions, parsley. A lot of individuals just eat meat and potatoes, which I'm okay with because that's gluten and dairy free, right? (laughs) Add a vegetable to that, you're eating pretty good. But add spices, add those sort of things that will add some flavor, right, to your food. So really try to cook with those sort of foods. And then some patients do need more supplements. They need maybe milk thistle or they need glutathione, especially based on their genetic SNPs, right? Maybe they need to take N-acetylcysteine or glutathione and whatnot. So I think a lot of the supplements can, can be personalized also when patients see functional medicine healthcare providers who can give them that information. Exactly. I think the problem is people just run out and they hear, oh, I should be taking this you know, and then they just run to somewhere that they're picking up their toilet paper, you know, and grabbing something off the shelf. And I always say, if you're, if you're buying your supplements where you're buying your toilet paper, that's probably a big no, no. (laughs) I'm going to use that. I like that. I like that. So why is it that some people feel worse as they're detoxing? Why does that happen? You can basically start to go through the detox overload. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're going too fast and your body can't handle it. So it's got to be a slow progression. You could get more headaches. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people end up stopping before the magic happens. Right. Right. If your pathways aren't all open, making sure that we're supporting every pathway in a sequence, you know, to that will help minimize. 
sometimes the toxins are just recirculating in the body because we've got those inflamed cells. They're not letting the toxins out. It's all just getting recirculated throughout the body and you're not ever releasing those toxins. And then the, it can come in whatever pathway it comes in, the headaches, the digestive system, the skin, mm -hmm. you know, a big visual for a lot of people is the skin. So making sure that you go in order with things and making sure don't start anything if you're not pooping every single day, at least once a day. If you're not doing that, then that's what you need to focus on is getting yourself to that point first. I agree. And that's so often neglected. And, and I agree a lot of patients boycott or well, they stop the veto, the detox because they feel so ill, but those are the patients who need it the most. Up your water, slow it down, up your water intake, do all those things, get the sweating going on, take the cold showers, um, you know, do the things, uh, drink lemon water first thing in the morning. And then also be eating the foods. The B vitamin rich foods are really important. We do need that for the methylation. Right. So if you're lacking in B vitamins. The folate, the leafy greens. Yes. yes. Yep. And if you're, you know, a lot of these vegans and vegetarians are not getting what they need as well. Mm -hmm. So you do have to then supplement. You know, there's a reason why we should be eating organ meat. Those are really going to be beneficial for the B vitamins. And folic acid is a big no-no because it's synthetic form. And if you do have a genetic SIP, the folate receptors are going to be blocked. Mm -hmm. So eating, like you said, the dark greens are going to be helpful, but rotating. Mm -hmm making sure you're not just eating spinach. You're not just eating kale. First of all, those can be very high in oxalates, which can be harmful to your body. But I think we become, we become creatures of habits, Dr. Right. Gray. We always eat the same foods over and over again. One, either because <laughs> we like it or B, because we just think it's healthy. It's so we're easy. just going to gravitate yeah. it or it's easy. Yeah. We'll gravitate towards it versus saying, all right, you know what? I'm going to go get some dandelion greens. And mm -hmm. most people we've been thinking dandelions are just weeds. No, they're, they're, so, they're good. so good. And maybe start having, instead of a cup of coffee every morning, having a cup of dandelion root tea. Fat, good fatty fish, you know, sardines, herring, trout, you know, getting some good fatty fish. So, so good for the body and helping support the cell and the brain health. You said it well. I couldn't say it better. Yeah. Well, thank you both so much for coming on the show today. This was a long interview, but we packed a lot in. I always close the episodes asking my listeners their top longevity tips. So if you each have a tip, can share it, and maybe you've already shared it, but repeat what your top longevity tip may be. You know what? My big top longevity tip is going to be drink lots of water and clean water. Think about what you're bathing in more than what you're drinking. Make sure that you're getting a great house filtration system. And if you can't do the whole house, get yourself a filter on your shower. That's going to have a huge impact. So water is big for me. And I will say one of the best longevity tips is sleep. Mm. <laughs> we need Everybody sleep. Everybody says it. We yes, do. I agree. Well, I talk a lot about the simple biohacks and yeah. that is one thing is sleep is a simple biohack. Getting outside early in the morning, grounding ourselves, really truly working with our natural circadian rhythm is really beneficial. It's all these things and in using our body, our body is going to be the one that's going to help us live a long time. But if we're abusing it, well, sorry. <laughs> Naomi, I have to ask before I forget. So tell us the end of, not the end, there's never the end, but of your story. So you, you opened the episode talking about your breast cancer. So 
cancer free now. Tell us your, your good news. Yep. I will say I'm Ned, no evidence of disease. And then I've just keep taking the right steps, Dr. Gray into helping my health. So this year I explanted, I had two sets of implants Yeah. Um, and I just recently explanted as well. I feel so much better, mm-hmm. so yeah. much better that I got those good. out of me. So I'm doing well. I just keep educating myself. My next step is doing more testing so I can keep understanding my hormones and where my hormones are at. So I can also learn for myself, but then being a mom of two teenage daughters, I really want to make sure that I know enough about myself so I can pass on the wisdom, even though Amy's getting to witness them firsthand, you know. Teen teen girls don't like to always listen. No, but hopefully some, at least, you know, 5% will be... It's they're hearing there. it. They're hearing it. <laughs> so yes, I'm doing well. So thank you. I love that. They are well, one day they're gonna appreciate all that you <laughs> you've done for them, all the knowledge that you're passing down to them. Thank you for coming on the show today, both carving out the time to share with my listeners the importance of detoxification for overall improving our health. So I love the mission you're on. I think we see the same patients. Everybody needs this information. So thank you for again for your mission, sharing what you do. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Well, there you have it from the thyroid fixer herself. T3 is super important. Avoiding gluten is super important. And having a full thyroid panel run and labs optimized may just be what you need to get your life back. Check out Dr. Horniman's free gift link of which I'll include in the show notes containing all the labs you need to have run. Be sure to check out my book, Your Longevity Blueprint. And if you aren't much of a reader, you're in luck. You can now take my course online where I walk you through each chapter in the book. Plus, for a limited time, the course is 50% off. Check this offer out at yourlongevityblueprint.com and click the course tab. One of the biggest things you can do to support the show and help us reach more listeners is to subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I do read all the reviews and would truly love to hear your suggestions for show topics, guests, and for how you're applying what you've learned on the show to create your own longevity blueprint. The podcast is produced by the team at Counterweight Creative. As always, thank you so much for listening. And remember, wellness is waiting. The information provided in this podcast is educational. No information provided should be considered to be or used as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult with your personal medical authority.